We begin today in Dabchav Dalit Amad Aleph. We're about, let's see, this is like 12 lines into the Yamad here. Where it says, Aravi Bakaydish Pasal. This is the, one of the things in the Mishnah where it mentioned the Chumris that there are regarding Kaidesh that's more than Truma. So, what it said in the Mishnah is that regarding Kaidesh, the level of Tuma extends all the way to Aravi Latuma. Whereas when it comes to Truma, it only goes to Shlishi. There's not, nothing past Shlishi Latuma. So the Gemara brings a source for this. Tanya, Omer Abiyasi, said, What's the source for this concept that regarding Kaidesh, the Tumah goes until Revi? So he answered, Vidinu, this is a Kalvachaymah. If, when it comes to a Mechusakipurim, who's a Mechusakipurim? A Mechusakipurim is, for example, a Zav, that's Tomei. And he has to wait seven days to be clean. Then he goes to the mikveh, but even after he goes to the mikveh, he can't yet eat from kochim. He has to wait till the next day, and the next day he's called a mechusik meaning he still didn't bring his carbon. Only after he brings his carbon, then he can eat from kochim. He can eat from truma. As soon as he goes to the mikveh, and then that night he can eat from truma. But kochim, he has to wait until the next day after he brings a carbon. So umam mechusik when it comes to this individual, which is a mechusik yipurim, shemotu He's allowed to eat truma after he went to the mikveh the night before. But still, Pasul Bakaydesh, he's not allowed to eat from Kachim until after he brings his carbon. So if so, Shlishi, when it comes to a, 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 the level of Tumah, which is a Shlishi, which is also a level of Tumah that applies to Tumah, that's possible by Tumah, so for sure, that this is a Tumah that should apply to Kachim as well, that so most definitely, this Tumah should apply to Kachim, and that by Kachim, we take it a step further, that it should become a Revi, that there should be a level of Tumah, even for Revi, by Kachim. Yeah, yeah, doesn't make a difference. But Rashi here addresses the obvious question on the Gemara that there's something that seems to be wrong with this Kalvachayme. The Gemara says that when it comes to Ashlishi, which is going to be possible for Trume, that it itself is Tome by Trume, so for sure when it comes to Kachin, we should take it to the next level, that it should become a Revi. Says Rashi, why take it to the next level? The Kalvachayme should go that for sure when it comes to Ashlishi Latome, that if that Tumah applies by Tumah, for sure that level of Tumah, which is Shlishi, should apply, apply for Kachim. Why take it to the next level of Revi? That's the question. Rashi says, I mean, this is what the Gemara usually refers to as Dayoi. Dayoi lebomen adin li is kinidin. If the source of your Kavachaymer is from what you find by Tumah, that it becomes Tumah up to the level of Shlishi, so that's your source. So if you're learning from there to Kachim, so you should say by Kachim not, not more than that, that it should only be a Shlishi letomah by Kachim. So now she says an interesting thing, this is a rule the Gemara says in a few places, that sometimes we do use a Kalva to actually be Mechadish and add even more than what the source has. <coughs> and over here, this concept that by Kachim, there's a Shlishi Latoma, as the Gemara is going to bring in a moment, there's a Beferish Apostolic for that. We don't need a Kalva for that. That we know already. We know that by Kachim, the Toma goes to the level of Shlishi. If you don't need the Kalva for that itself, so then you use the Kavachaymer to take it to the next level and you don't apply the rule of Daya. Daya is, is, is only applied when you have to define and limit your Kavachaymer to figure out where it belongs. But if the Kavachaymer is not useful for the level of Shlishi, so then you take this Kavachaymer to teach you something. This Kavachaymer is a Limud Betayre that's supposed to teach you something. What is it going to teach you? Only Revi. 
the only thing that it could teach you regarding Kachim is to extend it a step further, because Shlishi we know already. So therefore the rule of Daya does not apply here. That's what Ashi says in the first Pshat. Okay, let's continue the Gemara. So here the Gemara is going to go back, like I just said, and bring the actual source regarding Kachim for Shlishi Lutoma. The level of Shlishi Lutoma by Kachim, that we don't need a Kavachayim for. Velamadno Shlishi Lakaydesh Menatayra. The fact that by Kaidesh the Tumba goes to the level of Shlishi, that we learn from Apostik. And then to say that it goes to the next level of that we learn from the Kavachayim we just said. From where do we know that by Kachim? The Tumba goes to the level of Shlishi, because by Kachim the Pasik says, The Basar of a carbon, Kachim, that touches anything that's Tumay. So when the Taita says, Bechol Tomei, what level of Tomei is that referring to? Mi lo Isn't Doesn't that include as well the Naga B'Sheni? That he touched in something which is Sheni L'Tomei, which is also included in Kol Tomei. <coughs> so Rashi says, how do we know that? How do we know that Kol Tomei includes Sheni L'Tomei? <coughs> so the answer is because we find, <coughs> sorry, because we find in the Taita, that it, it refers to a Sheni Latuma as Tome. Where do we see this? Regarding a Sheretz. If a Sheretz falls inside an earthenware Kaili, so then what happens? Let's say this is an earthenware Kaili that has wine in it. And the Sheretz goes inside this earthenware Kaili. It does not touch the liquid, but it's just in, in, in the interior of the Kaili. The Kaili itself will become a Rishin Latuma. The liquid that's inside will become a Sheni Latuma. And the title refers to that as Tome. This Rashi brings the Psukim. Uh, that whatever is inside this earthenware keli where a sheretz entered into the interior becomes tome. That yitma refers not only to the keli itself, which is a rishon letome, it refers to the liquid that's inside, that's a sheni letome. So we see that the teter refers to a sheni letome with the lashon yitma. So when it says over here, it refers even to this level of tome, which is mentioned in the teter as being tome, bechal tome. And what is it? The Torah says, that if you have basa from a carbon that touches a sheni l'tome, you can't eat it. So you clearly see that there's a level of shlishi l'tome from this pasik. And then and then we learn out that it goes even one step further to a revi from the kavachayimah, as we just said, the kavachayimah that we learned from the chosik Kippurim. The next thing in the Mishnah, it said, it said in the Mishnah regarding trume, no. Yes. Good. Yeah, it could be, it could be meta- the, the Kaylee's. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't matter. I thought we said that a Kaylee can't be metamanach another Kaylee. I don't think so. A Kaylee can't be metamanach another Kaylee. Yeah. Yeah, right. <coughs> it said in the Mishnah regarding Trume that if one, if one hand became Tome, and this is uh, talking about a Tome Midrabonan, what kind of a Tome do you have Midrabonan? For example, a mashke, a mashke. There's a, there's a certain tumma that chachamim put onto mashkin. This is an important point for the whole continuation of the sugi here. Any liquid chachamim will geyser that it should be a rishin letumah, even though li- liquid the liquids was a sheni letumah, a shlishi letumah, but liquids is automatically elevated to a rishin letumah. What was the reason for this geyser? Any time for anything, a mashkin is a, is a rishin letumah. If a person's hand touches a mashkin, and the, the mashkin that's on his hand is a rishin letumah. And if that uh, hand touches another hand, 
the mashkin that's on his hand is considered to be a rishon l'tumah, it makes the other hand a sheni l'tumah. Mashkin gets automatically elevated to be a rishon l'tumah, even if the mashkin became tommy from something else and it should have been a sheni l'tumah. If the mashkin became tommy, once it becomes tommy, it's automatically elevated to a rishon l'tumah. What's the reason for this? Because the chamuwa geyser that the mashke, the, you might confuse this mashke to the mashke that comes directly from a zav or a zava or a nida, and therefore that is a rishon l'tumah. So therefore, they, they were guys on the mashkin that it should be a rishon l'tumah. So if a person's hand touches mashkin, so then his hand, is, that hand becomes tommy midrabanam, sheni l'tumah. Or there's another gzeda that if a person touches sifre akaydesh, that your hand becomes sheni l'tumah. So what did it say in the Mishnah? That regarding Trumah, <coughs> if one hand became Tomei, so then the other hand is not Tomei. Whereas when it comes to Kachim, if, the one, if one hand of the person is Tomei and you touch the other hand, so then the other hand becomes Tomei as well. <coughs> okay, the Gemara will explain exactly what this Mishnah was speaking about. In what case? When, when does the other hand become Tomei? Omer Rav Sheizvi, Rav Sheizvi explained in what case the Mishnah was speaking about. Bechiburin Shonu. We're speaking about in a case where they're attached to each other. What does this mean they're attached to each other? So there's, we were talking regarding Trumah or re- regarding Kachin. So Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara is that a person had one hand that became Tommy. And then there's another hand that did not become Tommy. The other hand is still tired. But in the hand that's tired, he's holding Kachin. And then the hand that's Tommy touches the hand which is Tommy. Again, that, that, that's tired, that's holding Kachin. So then we say that regarding Kachim, we're going to be Machmer and say <coughs> that the Kachim is going to become Tomei because on the hand that's Tomei, touch the hand that's Toy, then the hand that's Toy is touching Kachim, that the Kachim will become Tomei. But Benigayat we're not going to say that. Benigayat one hand is Tomei, the other hand is Toy, even if you're touching the hand that's Toy, which is holding Trume, the Trume is not going to be Tomei. That's what the mission is speaking about, Bichiburin. That's uh, Rashi's Pshat Nigamara. Taisvis says a little bit of a different Pshat, that it's speaking sort of in the reverse. That the hand, which is Tomei, is still touching the Tomei item that made this hand Tomei. And then with your toy hand holding Trume, you touch the Tomei hand that's still touching this item, which is Tomei. Okay? Well, let's, let's go with Rashi's Pshat. That it's Bichiburin means that your hand, which is Tomei, is not anymore touching what is Tomei. But it's Tomei now. And now it touches the hand which is tired while it's still holding the kachim or the trume inside. So regarding kachim we say that the kachim will become tame. Regarding trume, not. These are all gzaydis mit Just uh, the next shtickle over here in the Gemara, we're going to be talking about different halachas of tume and tara. Most of these things are all different chumris and gzaydis that Chachamim made. Avol shaloi bichiburin. But if the hands are not connected to one another, meaning, or not, it's not really connected, the, the point is not the hands being connected. If when the Tomei hand touches the Tardiga hand, the Tardiga hand is not holding the Kachim or the Truman, it, it's Peshuloi Bichiburin. So meaning what happened is that the person touched his hand, the Tomei hand, touched the Tardiga hand, when it was not holding Kachim, it was not holding Truman. And then afterwards he picked up Kachim, or he picked up Truman. So then, Loi. Then there won't be a chumre by kachim to say that the kachim will become tommy through this. What's the reason for this? So Rashi's pshat over here is Rashi explains that the chumre by kachim was that when you touch with your tommy hand, your tire hand, which is holding kachim, you may come to touch directly the kachim itself or the, <coughs> the, 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 the trume itself, which is in the other hand. So regarding trume, they're not guys at that. 
They're not geyser that you might come to touch the truma itself. But regarding kachim, we're afraid that since you're still holding kachim in your hand and you're touching your other hand, you might come to touch directly the kachim and make it tummy. So this hand, the, again, the first hand that's tummy, what level of tummy is it? It's a sheni latumah. When you touch your other hand, so the other hand be becomes tummy, and it makes the kachim in the hand tummy as well. Why? Because we're afraid that you might touch the kachim directly. But if it's not bichiburin, then we're not going to that. Because when I'm touching the other hand, the kachim is not on my hand yet. Later I go and pick up the kachim. This is a sheni. Correct. No, 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 no. Let's see. So now, what, what, what level of tumah the second hand becomes? The Gemara is going to discuss right now. One second. That's not so posh. What level? Of, here, here's a price about that. Let's see. Eisve Abaye. So Abaye asks on this pshat of Rav Sheizve. So the price says as follows. And here the price specifies more benigayet to what the Mishnah said. A few details. The batis gzeira that they made by kachim that one hand will make the other hand tamei. And the, the kachim in that other hand will become tame. And Zamachloik is here. So the Braisa says, Yad Naguva. You have a hand that's dry. Metame Chaverta. So this the first hand will make the second hand tame. Letame Lakadesh. And then the kachim that's in the toy in the second hand will become tame. But you don't make this chumre regarding truma. This is the point that it said in the Mishnah. But now the, the detail that's added in the Braisa here is Yad Naguva. That we're talking about a dry hand. What's the difference between a dry hand and a not dry hand? So that goes back to the point that I mentioned before. A dry hand is a sheni lutuma. That's the gzeda of tumim that are on the hand. What's with a hand which is wet? If it's wet, so then the moisture on the hand is a rishon lutuma. Mashkin they were it should become a rishon lutuma. So it's saying over here, we're talking about a dry hand, which is a sheni lutuma. That sheni lutuma will make the second hand tome and will make the kachim tome as well. Now, what level of tume? Is the kachim going to become from this hand? So what? 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 This divrei Rabbi. This is Rabbi's opinion. What Rabbi is saying is, is as follows. Rabbi says the first hand is a sheni lutuma. You touch the second hand, the second hand will become a sheni lutuma as well. Same level of tuma. That was the gzeir of Chazal. Even though it should go level down, it should be a shlishi. No, the second hand will become a sheni lutuma, and then the kachim in his hand will become a shlishi lutuma. If the kachim becomes a shlishi, so then the kachim is tuma itself, and it could still be metame something else, other kachim to become a revi. That's what Rabbi says. Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Yehuda says, lift soil, avaloy lutame. That the first hand is a sheni, you touch the second hand, the second hand will become a shlishi, then the, the kachim, which is in your hand, will become a revi. So it's going to be puzzle, which puzzle always means that it's tome itself, avaloy tame. But the kachim in your hand is not going to be tome in a level that it can make something else tome. Okay, so this is basically the machlaikas regarding the pshat on our Mishnah. This chumrah that our Mishnah said regarding Kaidish, that one hand will make the other hand tome, does it mean that the other hand becomes tome on the same level as the first hand? Or does it mean that the other hand becomes tome a level lower? Only a shlishi latuma. Atesis here points out an important thing. If the point is that the sheni latuma of the first hand makes the second hand only a shlishi latuma, which is a level lower, so then what's the chiddush? We're saying that this is a special chumrah for kachim. What would be the chiddush? Obviously, one hand touches the other. Shouldn't it make it a shlishi latuma? So Taisa says, no, that is a chiddush because these, this, this whole tuma of the first hand, which is a sheni latuma, is exerim the rabbanon. And without this Chumrah by Kachim, the hand which is a Shani that touches the other hand does not transmit Tumah at all. By Trumah, by other things, by Chulin, the, the, the Tumah of one hand does not tra transmit any Tumah to the other hand. But over here, regarding Kachim, it does. 
But the Machlaikas is, to what level? Rabbi says that one hand makes the other hand the same, also a Shani. And, by tru- and, and Rabbi Yisab Rabbi Yehudah says that the Shani of the first hand will make the second hand only a Shlishi. I love Dafka. Even by Cholin as well, Achayra. I think even by Cholin as well. Elamai, over here, by Kachim, the Chiddush is that one hand could make the other hand Tomei. But this Chumrah, that one hand could become Tomei, is a Gzeira of Tomei with the that applies even to Cholin uh, as well. <coughs> okay, now the Gemara is going to focus on the word Neguva. What did it say over here? That we're talking specifically about a dry hand. And that's why... The Rebbe was coming and telling you that this dry hand, that's a shani l'tome, makes the other hand tome. So the Gemara now, if the case that we're speaking about over here is that the first hand, which is tome, touches the second hand, which is not tome, and it's shaloi b'chiburin. He's not yet holding the kachim in the second hand. So that's the Chiddush over here regarding the dry hand. That even though his hand is dry, and you would expect that this hand which is dry and it's a sheni l'tumah should make the next hand only a shlishi l'tumah but nevertheless the chiddush is that it also becomes a sheni l'tumah that's the chiddush what's the chiddush over here? if the hand would have been wet so then the first hand is considered to be a rishin l'tumah because of the wetness so then obviously when you touch the next hand it becomes a sheni l'tumah because of the mashkin that's a rishin but the chiddush here is that you have the hand which is dry and it's only a sheni l'tumah it should make the other hand a shlishi but nevertheless it makes it a sheni so that's, if it's Shaloi B'chiburin, we can understand what the Chiddush, of what that Rebbe was saying here is. But if you're going to say, like Rav Shezvi said, what's the Pshat on our Mishnah, when the first hand touches the second hand, he's holding already the Kachim in the second hand. And what was the Pshat? What are we concerned about? We're concerned that just like the first hand is touching the second hand, because it's already holding Kachim in that second hand, you might come to touch directly the Kachim that's in the second hand. So if so, that the Mishnah is only speaking about if he's actually already holding Kachim in his hand. What is the Chiddush of here regarding a dry hand? What is our concern? Our concern is that this hand, which is the Shani Litoma, may come to touch directly the Kachim. And therefore make the kachim a shlishi l'tumah. So what are you being mechadish to me? That when the first hand touches the second hand, the second hand also becomes a sheni. And now the second hand will make the kachim that he's holding a shlishi. That's poshit. That's the whole gzeda. Whether the hand is dry, whether the hand is not dry, the gzeda is that your hand, which is a sheni, might touch the kachim directly. Without touching the hand, which is holding the kachim. That's the whole gzeda. That your hand, which is a sheni, is going to touch the kachim directly and make it a shlishi. It makes no difference then, if your hand is dry or if your hand is not dry, the kachim is for sure going to become a shlishi, which is a level of, at least a shlishi, which is a level of tumah, that it could then make it a vi. Right, the whole Chiddush of Rebbe was that the first hand makes the Kachim Tomei in a level that not only it's going to be a Revi, but it's going to be a Shlishi. Right, why? Because the point is that it's not only the first hand touching the second hand. And then the second hand transmits the Tomei to the Kachim. The concern is that you might touch the Kachim directly. If that's the concern that you're going to touch the Kachim directly, so then for sure the Kachim is, going to, is, is becoming a Shlishi. What's the difference if it's, if it's dry or if it's wet? It's going to be for sure on the level of a tumah that it could be metama something else. That's, it. That's the Gemara's question, and the Gemara does not answer this question. Okay, but not. Meaning that if it doesn't become a shani, it becomes a shlishi. Right. 
again, means that if the second hand is not holding Kachim in its hand, the Tumah is not transmitted at all. That's what Shalai Bichiburin Lai means. There's no Tumah at all. Okay, the Gemara now brings another Machlaikis here. Itmer Nami, in our Gemara it says the word Nami, but the Rishayinim take out the word Nami because it's not clear exactly what's the connection to what it said before. So Itmer, we learned, Omer Lakish, Rish Lakish said, this Gzeri that it said in the Mishnah, that one hand makes another hand Tomei, Loishonu Eloyodoi. This is only regarding your hand, that the first hand of the person will make the his other hand Tomei, if it touches it. Avoyat Chaveiroi but if you are, one of your hands becomes Tomei and then you touch your friend's hand, it's not going to transmit Tomei to the friend's hand. But Rabbi Yechanan Omar, Rabbi Yechanan says, the, the, the Chumrah of our Mishnah regarding Kachin, that one hand makes another hand Tomei, It's your hand, your friend's hand, doesn't make a difference. It transmits Tomei even to your friend's hand. And then he adds another detail, that... The Chiddush over here, that one hand that touches the second hand, that it makes it Tomei, it's only Lifsel. Meaning that the second hand becomes a Shlishi Lutumah. And then the Kaidesh will become a Revi Lutumah. But not that the first hand will make the second hand a Sheni Lutumah like it. And then it'll make the Truma a Shlishi Lutumah, which is Tomei to make something else Tomei. It'll only make the second hand a Shlishi Lutumah to make the Kachim a Revi Lutumah. Okay, but the main chiddush of here of Rabbi Yechenu was that even if you touch your friend's hand, it'll also make his hand tame. Mimai, so he says, what's my source? Because it says in the Sefer of the Mishnah, The Mishnah says that one hand will make another hand tame for Kaidish. But that Chumrah does not apply to Truma. So the question is, Why does the Mishnah repeat this again? And already said this in the Reisha, if you look in the Lashon of the Mishnah, the Mishnah Mamish says the same halacha twice. The Mishnah says that And then it says again in the Mishnah, So why does the Mishnah repeat the same halacha twice? That's the question of Rabbi Yechanan. So the answer is, It's coming the first time the Mishnah is saying that one hand of the person makes his other hand Tomei. And then it says, even if that one hand which is Tomei touches the hand of your friend's hand, it also makes it Tomei. And then Gemara says, Ishlakish also retracted from his opinion. He agreed to Rabbi Yechenin, whether it's your hand, whether it's your friend's hand. If the hand which is Tomei touches another hand, it makes it Tomei. <coughs> That's Chumra by Kaidesh. And Baisa Yad, now this is referring only to the first hand that became Tomei. Right? This was also the shot before, I didn't specify before. When, when it says here Baisa Yad, what it means is that when we're saying that your hand that touches your friend's hand, it makes your friend's hand Tomei, that's only if that first original hand that became Tomei touches your friend's hand. What happens if you one hand touches a second hand, and now the second hand touches your friend's hand? It's not going to make it tummy. But yeah, the first hand and lifts soil of a little tummy. Your hand that touches your friend's hand, your hand is a shiny little It'll make your friend's hand a shlishi little and the kachim will become a reveal little Okay, now the Gemara will bring over here a machle, that, that this concept is a machlekis. The live soil of a this point that we just said. That when your hand touches your other hand, or it touches your friend's hand, it only makes the second hand a shlishi and therefore the kachim will only be a revi which is what velifsoil means. 
The Tumah doesn't extend any further. The first hand will not make the second hand. This is a machloikis tanoim. Tanan, so first the Gemara, the Gemara will bring one Mishnah to try to prove that it's a machloikis tanoim, and then it brings another Mishnah. And so in one Mishnah we learned, so there's two halachas in this Mishnah. The first halacha is not relevant for what we're speaking about, but the first halacha there is, kol any level of tume that makes possible by tume, what level of tume is this? Sheni letume. A sheni letume will make the next item that touches it possible, which means that it itself will be tome, that's a shlishi letume. So metame yedayim liyois shniyois. This level of tume, this sheni letume, if it touches a person's hand, there's a chumre that the hand will become not a shlishi letume, but the hand will become a sheni letume, like the level of tume that touched it. That's the first halacha. And then the other halacha, now this is Benigayah to Kachim, and this is the halacha that we're speaking about over here. The Yad Metame Chaverta. One hand makes the other hand Tome. Devrei Rabbi Yeshua. This is what Rabbi Yeshua is saying. And now the main, the point, the Chiddush of, of Rabbi Yeshua is that when one hand makes the other hand Tome, it makes it Tome on the same level, also a Shani. The Chachamim say, Yadayim Shniyasein. The hand of a person is only a Shani Latome. Vein Shani, it's a Shani. If the first hand is a sheni, it touches the second hand, even by kachim, where there's a chumrah that the second hand becomes tomei, but it will not make it a sheni, it'll only make it a shlishi. So my love, don't you think, what are the chachamim saying? Sheni yudilayavid. The first hand will not make the second hand a sheni, but ha shlishi yavid. The first hand will make the second hand a shlishi. So here, we see this machlaikis between Rabbi Shua and the chachamim. When the first hand makes the second hand tomei, it doesn't mean that the second hand becomes a sheni, like the first hand, and therefore the kachim in the hand will then become a shlishi. Or no, the second hand becomes a shlishi, and then the kachim will only be a revi. That's the, the point about whether it's paisel or it's metame. So the Gemara says no. Maybe the Chachamim are actually saying that the second hand does not become tomei at all. Dilme, maybe loy sheni yavid, veloy shlishi. Chachamim disagree to this whole gzeda. They say that the second hand is, does not become not a sheni and not a shlishi at all. So from here we have no makkah at all. When Chachamim said the Lashen, they meant to say that the sheni will not make a sheni and it will not make a shlishi either. It will not make the second hand tommy at all. Ella says the Gemara, and this is the b'raiseh that we just quoted before, Kihani Tanoi. We have over here this b'raiseh that we quoted before, where we clearly see that there's a machlekes Tanoim, what level of Tumah does one hand transmit to the other hand? The Tanya, the b'raiseh we quoted before, said, Yad Neguva, you have a dry hand, which is Tomei, so metames Chaverto, so one hand will make the other hand Tomei, Litame Bakaydesh, that now the Kachim that you're holding becomes Tomei. Tomei means that it's going to be a Shlishi Litome, that it could still make something else Tomei. Avaloy Truma. By Truma we don't have this gzeda. Divrei Rabbi. Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Yehudaim. Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Yudah says, Oisayad Lifsoil. First hand will make the second hand possible, meaning that the second hand will become a Shlishi Latome, which will then make the Kachim a Revil Latome. Avaloy Latame. But it's not going to make the Kachim a Shlishi Latome. That's the price we quoted before. So you clearly see that this is a Machlaikis. What level of Tome the first hand transmits to the second hand? Okay, in the next, one of the other things it said in the Mishnah regarding the Chumrah of Kachim. That when it comes to a person's, a person is eating food and the food is dry, you can eat that food even of Trume with, with, uh, with your hands. Persons, again, what's a person's hands? A person's hands, Stam, if you don't wash your hands, is a Shaini Lutume. 
and you're eating food which is dry. Truma, that is. You can eat truma which is dry. But kachim, you can't eat it even if it's dry. And now what, what's this point of the food being dry? So we learned about this a few times before. That when it comes to food, the only way it becomes susceptible to tume, which is what's called mukhshil, a kabo tume, is if it came in contact with liquids. If it did not come in contact with liquids, it's not susceptible to be makabal tume. So therefore by trume, you don't want to make the trume tume either. You're not allowed to eat a trume which is tume. But if, even though your hand is a sheni le and usually a sheni makes a shlishi, but as long as the food is dry, you can eat it. It's not going to make it tummy. But by kachim, they were machmer and said, even if it's dry, you can't eat it. So now the Gemara asks on this. The Gemara is actually going to say that this halacha benigayat to kachim is not even a chiddush. We know this from another place. Tanya, Omer Abchanine ben Antignes. Abchanine ben Antignes said, V'chiyesh neguva lakaydesh. This whole concept that we make a distinction, whether the food is dry, whether the food is wet. When it comes to kachim, is there a distinction? But we know that there's the following and We already learned that from a different place. And when it comes to kachim, because of the chibas akaydish, the literal translation of chibas akaydish is the specialty, the uniqueness of kachim. Because kachim is on a higher level, so there's a special gzeda of chazal that even without coming in contact with any liquid, automatically it's susceptible to tumah. So that's, that's something that we know already from other places, that by, by, by kachim it doesn't need to become uh, wet in order to be susceptible to Tumah. So is that the din that our Mishnah here is speaking about? We know that Allah already. So what's the Chiddush of our Mishnah that when you're eating dry foods by kachim with, with your hands which are shayni le Tumah, that it's going to make the kachim Tumah? So the Gemara says, the case of here is a little bit different. No, over here we're not talking about a person that's touching directly the kachim with his dry hands. That's for sure going to make it Tumah. Because his hand is a shiny latuma, and you don't need any liquids to make a tummy. But what's the case here? Someone put into your mouth <coughs> the kachim without touching it. How? Into your mouth. So, so you didn't, you did, let's say your friend washed his hands. So your friend's hands are not shiny latuma. Your friend put, the, put kachim into your mouth. Or you placed kachim into your mouth. How? which are different types of utensils that are used for weaving. So the point is, or maybe, maybe even a fork, or maybe, I don't know, maybe the Gemara uses a toothpick or a stick. Okay, no, he didn't, he didn't touch, he's not touching the food itself with his hands, which are sheni l'tumah. And he placed it into his mouth. So, so, the, so if, again, if he would be holding this kachim in his hand, his hand is a sheni l'tumah, he would make the kachim a shlishi l'tumah, even though it's not wet. So he put it into his mouth without touching it. So that's not a problem. But now, So he, now he wants to also eat an onion or a radish together with this kachim that he's eating. And he's going to touch with his hands this radish or this onion and place it into his mouth. So this onion and this radish, he's holding in his hands, which are sheni l'tumi, and putting it into his mouth. So regarding kachim, eating kachim and chulin together. And putting chulim food into your mouth with your hands that are shiny letume, so lekaidish gazribu rabbana. So regarding kachim chachamim wagaizer that you might end up touching with your hands the you might end up touching the kachim which is in your mouth. So if a person is eating first kachim and then he wants to add chulim chulim food in his mouth, we're afraid he's going to end up touching with his hands the kachim. So therefore they said you're not allowed to do this. But letume legazribu rabbana. Regarding trume, the chachamim were not gazer. So Rashi adds a detail to explain this over here, that we're talking specifically, like it said over here in the Mishnah, we're talking specifically about the food that he's placing into his mouth, which is dry. 
Why we're talking? Why are we talking dafka about the chulam food now? According to this pshat that the Gemara is saying here, the chulam food that he's placing into his mouth is dry, because if this chulin would be wet with mashkin, if it would actually be wet now, in other words, not only that it once became wet and therefore it became susceptible to truma, to tumah that is, but it's now wet. What's the halacha with mashkin? By mashkin, chachamim wagaizid that it becomes a rishon letumah. So if the mashkin would be a rishon letumah, by placing the chulin in his mouth, it would automatically make the kachim in his mouth tummy. So what we're talking about is that the, the chulin is dry. His hands are a sheni l'tume. A sheni l'tume that touches chulin does not make the chulin tummy. There's no shlish l'tume for the chulin. So when he places the food in his mouth, technically there should be no problem. The kachim in his mouth, he never touched. The chulin, he's touching, but it doesn't make the chulin tummy. Then he places it into his mouth, he can eat it together. But what we're afraid is that when he puts the food into his mouth, by kachim we're afraid that with his tummy hand, a sheni l'tume, he might touch the kachim as well. But for Tromeh, we're not going to that. Okay, one more small piece. Let's finish off here to the Mishnah. It said in the Mishnah, When it comes to a person which was an Aynan or a Mechusikipurim, these are people that were not allowed to eat Kachim. They already went to the Mikveh. But nevertheless, after they bring their carbon, so in order to be allowed to eat Kachim, they have to go to the Mikveh yet again. But for Tromeh, they don't. They went to the Mikveh the night before, that they could already eat the night before. My timer, why should they have to go to the mikveh again? So the answer is, because until after they actually bring their carbon, there was also to eat kachim, or a person which is an Ainan, he was also to eat kachim, the Rabbana required him to table again. And the reason is, a person that knows that I'm, not allowed, I'm in a status where I'm not allowed to eat kachim, he's not so careful to not become Tomei. He might have been Masiach Das and he might have become Tomei. So therefore, once he gets elevated to the status, he's allowed to eat kachim, he has to go to the mikveh again, because he might have forgotten and touched something which is Tomei in that time period.